A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to our weekly spin-off podcast. It's called Loose Ends. It's a true crime podcast, Loose Units, but every week we do a spin-off podcast where we sort of just talk absolute tot. And right now in the background, astute listeners will hear a faint whining noise. Nope, it's not Dad. It's the hairdryer. Anyway, Dad and I have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about this week, but Dad, I have a story I would like to run by you which one of our lovely listeners posted on our Facebook page over at facebook.com forward slash... Loose units. Would you like... Oh, the hairdryer stopped. Thank God. Paul, um, are you outside? You're just going to run past my window? What do you with mean? With a story under your arm? Because you said you're just going to run past or run by. That's weird. No, I'm going to run it by. I'm going to run it by you. Like, you know, you're at a... Oh, I understand. At a, but yeah, you're at a wine tasting and you waft it. I'm going to waft this story okay, under your cool. nose. Okay. Hmm. Study shows regular blood donation could remove PFAS from firefighters bodies now um, let me just clarify what PFAS means it's uh, harmful chemicals right so firefighters have a uh, very high exposure to PFAS it's a broad name for 4,700 chemicals that have widespread use in everyday life from non-stick cookware to carpets and clothing and it's also used in firefighting foams so basically it's a dangerous chemical that builds up in the body and especially in firefighters because they're around you know the burning off of all kinds Mm. of you know, materials. Mm. But apparently, regular blood donation could actually lower the level of the chemicals in the bodies of firefighters who are breathing this stuff in all the time. So the trial conducted by Macquarie University over 12 months measured the effect of blood donation on levels of of per-fluoroalkyl and polyfluoroalkyl substances in the body. Previously, there was no way to reduce the amount of PFAS in the body. Now, I'm not, they, they, I don't think they call it PFAS. I'm just, it looks like that to me. Fire mm. Rescue Victoria Assistant Chief Fire Officer Mick Tisbury said the results of the study were a triumph against the odds. We've done it. Everybody said it couldn't be done, and we've been able to get these toxic chemicals out of our bodies, Mr. Tisbury said. Don't ever tell a firefighter something is too hard to achieve because that's what we do every single day of the week. We come up here with solutions, and that's what we've done. So... Dad, when you were working in the fire brigade, you were mm. kind of crawling around houses on all fours and avoiding booby traps yep. and backburning and mm. doing all kinds of things. How yep. how often were you wearing a respirator and how often were you just kind of huffing this stuff up into your lungs? Um, when I first joined the New South Wales Fire Brigades, which I was in for 10 years, uh, we'd go to fires and there were certain station officers from the old, old times and they would actually yeah. scoff and scorn and mock you for putting your breathing apparatus on. And really? Yes, and, and, it, and it used to be called chewing smoke. And you weren't a man, uh, and I say that because I think back when I joined the New South Wales Fire Brigades, I think there was one female. 
okay. in the entire brigade. Sure. So it was definitely sort of male-centric, uh, it, and it's quite the opposite now. So you just sort of kind of think... But the problem was, of course, that it was in that phase where we were just starting to use the breathing apparatus, and, and I, I witnessed um, certain senior firefighters just going into fires with no breathing apparatus. Why? And they just go in because, I don't know, it was just a habit, macho, ignorant, um, crazy. Ego. Yeah. A lot, lots of things. But yeah, I've been into lots mm. and lots of fires. But if you're, if you're at a big fire and, for example, you're working one of the appliances that's sort of like the ladder or the, the platform that's kind of not right in the, the, in the middle of the thing, but you're sort of, you, you're going to be copying smoke because smoke, you know, is, um, as we've said before, in our fire brigade podcast, smoke is the visible product of unburnt combustion. And imagine all the things you can't see. And it makes incredible sense to me um, by way of sort of getting rid of certain bodily fluids. Um, and I'm just, I'd love to do a scientific research study to find out if you donate sperm. Okay. Whether that would um, help as sure. well, because I think that'd you, be you, would, more would fun. You lo- you'd, you'd love to do that study, would you? You'd no, love to do it. No, I think it'd be fascinating, but also I think lots of people would line up for it. Let me just keep reading from this article because that's really upsetting. Mr. Tisbury said the mental pressure of having high PFAS levels after years of exposure was immense. It feels like we've got a time bomb in our body. While PFAS firefighting foams have been phased out in the past decade and outright banned in Queensland, South Australia and New South Wales... The long half-life of the compound means it remains in the environment for years. Many FRV fire trucks were still contaminated with the substance years after the foam had been phased out of use. While trucks and equipment are able to be decontaminated, removal of PFAS from the body represents the final hurdle. The $1.2 million clinical trial involved 285 FRV staff and contractors with elevated levels of perfluorooctane sulfonate, a commonly detected type of PFAS in their systems. Trial participants donated blood or plasma at either 6 or 12 week intervals for a year with their PFAS levels measured before, during and after. The results showed a 10% decrease in PFAS levels after blood donation and a 30% decrease following plasma donations. It's not an instant solution because it's got to be spread out over a time to be efficacious, but we can see the results from the study, Professor Taylor said. I mean, that that raises all kinds of interesting things. I mean, they've just said that they've... Because um, obviously plastic is a massive problem. Microplastics in the environment are now a massive problem, Dad, and scientists have just started to detect microplastics in the human bloodstream. Mm, there is so wow. much plastic out there in the environment that humans now have it inside their blood. Mm. Just because you're breathing it in and you're... It's just... It's everywhere in the environment. If donating blood was an effective way to phase this stuff out of your system, you know, flush it out. Mm. First of all, f- first of all, I mean, is that good blood? Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, good point. Uh, obviously, it has to be, you know, thoroughly uh, examined because one How doesn't do you- want to part pass one's, you know, the the bad juju onto innocent people. Well, I mean, if you're if you're very sick, you know, if you're on chemo and you need mm. a blood transfusion, mm. uh, you don't want some firefighters' gross foam-filled blood. You want the good stuff, right? Hmm. Do you know that there's a... You're not going to believe me here, Dad, but there is a phenomenon wherein extremely a, a subset of extremely rich people get blood transfusions from young people. Hmm. I didn't know that. But <laughs> because, I also- young, because young blood is extremely oxygenated and, you know, vital. 
Now it sounds vampiric, but it's an actual thing. So by mm. that rationale, the opposite would should should apply as well. You don't want okay. If they've phased out all of this PFAS stuff, right? Mm. If they've phased it out, then logically speaking, it's it's gonna be more prominent in older firefighters. Mm. So if you're a young person who needs blood, you don't want an old person's grotty chemical filled blood. You want young blood, right? Mm. But Paul, the way you're talking, I think you're you're sort of talking in a way that's slightly negative and i think the blood situation is it's dire has always been is always um and if you've got a rare type of blood uh i remember when christine your mother has got quite a rare blood and i think when she was overseas for a prolonged period quite often they recommend that you actually go to a hospital, donate blood, which they keep for you in case there's an emergency. Right. Um, and you've got to consider these things. If you're in a country where the the majority of the people from that country don't have that type of rare blood, then I think it's wise, and it sounds a bit extreme, but you can have your own personal blood bank, right. which, is, um, which is quite interesting. I've, I've never f- had to have a blood, a blood transfusion. Neither have I. I mean, I've given blood quite a few times, and mm. I think everyone, honestly, listeners, hey, if you want to contribute in a meaningful way to the human race, donating blood is a very easy way to do so. And mm. Mm. I do believe that during COVID, blood donations dropped pretty aggressively for obvious reasons. So highly yep. recommend getting back. And also the, the God, the smugness. You can just revel in the fact that <sighs> you've done something very good and you can be very smug about well, it. Dad, can it I- yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I've just, look, I was doing some kind of a surreptitious Googling because I, I heard a slight note of skepticism, understandably so, in your voice when I mentioned the, um, when I mentioned the old people taking young people's blood thing. Mm. Uh, this is from Scientific American. This was uh, published back in 2019, in February 20th, 2019. The quest to rejuvenate aging people with the blood of young donors has generated paying customers captured the popular imagination and now prompted a warning from the Food and Drug Administration. The agency on Tuesday said in a statement that plasma infusions from young people provide, and I quote, no proven clinical benefit against normal aging, Alzheimer's disease, or a host of other diseases, despite a surge in their promotion for those purposes. Mm. And like any other plasma product, young blood transfusions can pose risks in uh, risks. The FDA's warning marked the sharpest rebuke to date of an industry that's gained steam in the past few years, even as mainstream scientists have urged caution. caution. Mm. A startup called Ambrosia claims that it is now offering young blood transfusions at a cost of $8,000 US for one litre of young blood <clears throat> or 12000 for two litres in LA, San Francisco, Houston, Tampa, Omaha, Nebraska. The entrepreneurs behind the company have yet to report the results of a clinical trial he ran testing the procedure. Oh, my God. It's fascinating, Paul. Oh, my God. Look, look, I'll I'll tell you what, Paul. Instead of doing that, and I'm not sure whether you've heard of what I'm about to say, Mm -hmm. um, but I would like you, in real time, if you haven't heard of this, to Google it whilst we're on air. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. And... And what I'm about to say sounds pretty bad, but it's so good for you. Okay. It's being... No, no. It's being used. It's at the cutting edge. Well, this is from a guy who said that... This is from a guy who wanted to engage very quickly in clinical trials to get firefighters whacking off. But go on, please. Okay. Ready for this? Yep. Fecal transfer. Okay. No, no. Okay. 
Goodbye, Google search no, no. history. Google it. Fecal transfer. And it'll blow your mind. It's major stuff. It's uh, it's phenomenal what it's okay. doing. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do the... Um... Please, do it. Okay. A fecal transplant is a procedure that places the stool of a healthy person into the colon of someone who's ill. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fecal transplant is used to treat a severe bacterial infection called C. difficile, which is French for difficult, I believe. Like most infections, it's treated with antibiotics, but in some people, the infection can come back again and again. It won't respond to more antibiotics. A fecal transplant is a more successful treatment Blah blah blah. Um, Paul, that's not that's not the end. The it's not the end of the story. It's, it's right. It's it's cutting edge. Uh, it says here, fecal transplants show a lot of promise as treatments for ulcerative colitis, um, and then they're kind of listing potential things that it might help with, like Crohn's yeah. disease, cirrhosis. Incredible. Depre- dep- I mean, if I was depressed, having oh, someone God. else's poop whacked up oh, my bot bot is not going to cheer so- me up. Paul, come on, mate. I know. <laughs> no, it's fascinating. What you're describing is the human centipede, not medicine. Oh, oh look, I, I tell you, a, a lot of medicos that listen to our show are going to doff yeah. their caps. They're going to doff their caps for me bringing that this topic up. Are they going to doff their caps? Because no it's one so more, Dad. It's so fascinating, and, and 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 you know, if you actually look, if you bury deeply into this, <laughs> that's what they do. That's how they do it, actually. <laughs> Paul, if you were head of a fecal transplant research facility listening to this, they'd they wouldn't be advertising with us. Dad, if if I was the head of a fecal transplant facility, I'd kill myself. Anyway, Paul, it's a mocking laugh. Um, look, no, look, 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 look. No, it's it's. I, I bet no. you we get some serious feedback. I guess we, you bet you we get something. I mean, look, we all laughed at Bill Gates. 
years back, you know, taking pee-pee-poo-poo water and, you know, filtering it and, and investing, you know, untold mm. amounts of wealth mm. into turning it into clean drinking water, mm. potable drinking water. But the fact is, you know, that's going to, quite literally, that shit's going to save the human race. So why, I mean, look, Dad, if, okay, first of all, how do they get it in there? Well, and, I'm not sure. They probably right. use a, you know, some. And how much? Just a little nuggy? Do you take it early? <laughs> like in um, remember Austin Powers? It is shit, Austin. Anyway, it's just it's a it's a it's a serious topic, and I think you know if you wanted to really delve into it, you'd find that there's it's, there's, there's massive research being done. Well, they're delving elbow elbow deep right now. Some things sound terrible to people that are not involved, but I'm sure that if you were you know, if there was no other thing available, I, I, I find it quite interesting. Um, it's not something I dwell on, but, mm. you know, our conversations do tend to go down, <clears throat> you know, the, the rabbit hole occasionally. And I think this is a, a case in point. <clears throat> but I think we'll get some positive feedback on, um, on our um, Facebook page. So... Right. I mean, okay. I think so mentally it's... it does creep you out. Well, um, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, would you prefer hypothetically? Would you prefer to know the donor or not don't know the donor? I'd rather to have have a stranger's poop inside me. Listen, mm. it says here, how is a fecal transplant done? And then it just says, ew. No, it says doctors collect the donor's bowel movement and mix it with saline solution, then strain it through a coffee filter. The result is a brown liquid. <laughs> <laughs> the result is a brown liquid that contains the good bacteria. The doctor injects it deep in your colon using a long, flexible tube called a colonoscope. You can call it what you want. It's a poo tube. This procedure usually takes place in a hospital. I fucking hope so. You'll get medicine that will make you sleep through the whole thing. Before you get a transplant, you won't take any antibiotics for two days. Then you have a liquid diet and use laxatives or an enema, as your doctor tells you to. Uh, ooh, okay. You know, I joked about oral, kind of taking it orally before. Hmm. There is a newer type of fecal transplant that comes in capsule form. Thankfully, you don't... Sw- oh, right. So it's a... Right. So it's still... Oh, they still put it in... Th- oh, here we go. Thankfully, you don't swallow it. At which point I went, okay, what's happening here? And then it takes a pivot. The doctor places it in your gut through a long tube that goes up your nose wow. and down into your belly. Oh. Donated poop is screened, prepared, and frozen, then placed inside little capsules. You'll get 15 capsules over two days. Dad, imagine <laughs> those two days. 15 capsules. <laughs> oh. For fuck's sake! Frozen... <laughs> I used to uh, get those capsules sometimes and pull them apart to see what was inside them. I, oh. Not now. <laughs> Not now. But look, we're we're laughing, Paul, because but it's Dad, so there's so Dad, much to it. Look fifteen times two those two days. I would rather someone put me out and cut me open. If you went, I can't do surgery, what's the alternative? I mean, there are suppositories, Paul. Well Dad, fifteen days. Sorry, fifteen times over two days, you're having a tube. I mean can oh, you that imagine? makes the that makes the um the COVID sort of you know tickle the brain thing seem very mild, doesn't it? 
just take it your cult. It's all about positive bacteria. Yeah, anyway, just look, bring- Paul, you know, laugh as we do. I think I think if you really and, and you've just scratched the surface, I think it's 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 fantastic and phenomenal and, and interesting. And and might I add, Paul and listeners, there is a f- somewhat quite famous French artist whose artworks sell for up to eighty thousand euro yep. and he paints with his own feces. Right. So, you know. If you ever want to steal one, just roll it up. Take it nasally, apparently. I'm look. Here's the thing. You know how when you're giving blood, there's quite a few sort of strict criteria, mm. right? Yeah. I was curious as to whether the same strictness applied if you're a stool donor. Mm. Here are the uh, things you can't have as a stool donor. You can't have a compromised immune system. You can't have inflammatory bowel disease. You can't have a history of illegal drug or uh, use or drug abuse, which I believe is the same with blood. Mm-hmm. You can't ever have been to prison. Wow. Which I've, I find interesting. Fascinating. Uh, that is interesting. You can't have gotten a tattoo or body piercing six months before the donation. Now, I believe... Wow. Now, I don't know, Dad, but there's a whole bunch of things that rule out blood donation. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the great injustices and I think one of the great ills that our society suffers is the fact that you can't give blood if you're a homosexual. Is that true? <clears throat> I, I think that's an old wives' tale. Ah, I wasn't wrong. Here we go. This is an article in The Guardian from 2021. Should Australia end restrictions on gay and bisexual men donating blood? LGBTQI groups have called for Australia to change its policy on blood donations from gay and bisexual men in light of moves in other countries to relax restrictions. In July, the UK removed its three-month abstinence period for gay and bisexual men donating blood and moved to an individual risk assessment for all donors. A number of other nations, including the Netherlands, Israel, Argentina, France, and Germany, have abolished their ban on blood donations from particular groups since the pandemic began. Right? See, that's the kind of that's the shortage mm. I was talking about. Mm. But, Astra- but under Australian policy, gay men or trans women who have sex with men are unable to donate blood if their sexual abstinence period is less than three months. That period was reduced by the Australian Red Blood Cross Lifeblood from twelve months earlier this year. Right? So they have this massive kind of window where you can't donate mm. okay I was, Interesting. I, was, I, I didn't know that but here a recent review of blood donor referrals found that there was no meaningful risk in lifting the ban and instead assessing donors on the basis of their individual sexual activity okay mm. the ban on gay blood donations was put in place in the 80s when much less was known about the detection and transmission of hiv and aids okay mm. i'm kind of glad there's some progress in that area yeah. um yeah interesting yeah, this episode really took no, some turns. Yeah, it's fascinating, Paul. Um, turns like a, a fecal tr- sort of travelling travel show through the the colon is is yeah. is curvy. Yeah, you know what else? Not the speaking, best analogy. Speaking of colons, I heard a story. I was listening to an interview the other day. Tegan and I have just recently finished a complete viewing of Mash, the TV show. That show goes from kind of goofy sitcom to prestige TV very quickly. And frankly, it's one of the best bodies of work I've ever seen. But Alan Alda, who played Hawkeye Pierce in the show, he was somewhere in, I want to say like the the Andes or somewhere. He was in South America, Chile, somewhere like that. And he was doing a science documentary. And this was, I think, you know, a couple of decades ago. But, you know, he was, he was advancing in age at this point. And he was in the middle of nowhere. And they had a very small crew. And in a very isolated city in, or town in the mountains. And his uh, lower intestines failed, I believe. So his colon, that whole area just packed it in. And he mm. was going to die. And they gave him two options. The option was either to get a uh, very specific 
colonoscopy done up there. You know, a very specific new intestinal surgery that you needed a specialist to do mm. in this small town with inadequate facilities. Mm. Or go to the airport and go to a bigger city, but the airport was fogged in. And if he uh, waited for that flight, he was going to die. And it just so happens that in like 10,000 to 1 odds, a specialist who knew this very rare new um, kind of procedure was there at the time. Hmm. And so he got the procedure done, and it turns out that the reason that doctor knew medicine and got into the profession in the first place was because he watched MASH and was inspired by Hawkeye. Isn't that lovely? And so... Yeah, he got he got the procedure done and it saved his life and it's been isn't oh, that incredible? God, unbelievable. Yeah. But it's it's that same part of the body, so I thought it was kind of pertinent. Fascinating, Paul. Yeah, this has been a very poopy episode of loose units, loose ends. But Dad, I've had such a good time talking to you this morning. I can't even say I, I love it. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Uh, we'll be back next week on Tuesday, as always, with a thrilling new episode of Loose Units. Please continue to head across to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tell your friends about the show. Leave us a rating and a review. We've been doing this show for years and years and years, and we are finally, after lockdown has been just stamping all over us for years now, we are getting ready for a live show in the near future. So please just, you know, keep your eyes peeled. The best place to keep track of what we're doing, our comings and goings, is over at our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash loose units. And if you haven't already, go across and listen to my podcast with my wife, Tegan, Dish Island. We've got some incredible guests on over the coming weeks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.